0: Solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, bum, bum,
1: bum. Welcome to a brand new episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And this is Marauder Watch. <laughs> no, we came up with a name. I know. I forgot. I thought it was like mapping the
0: Marauders. Mapping the Marauders. Yeah. And this is. Mapping the Marauders. Special a very edition. special edition of the Potter Watch podcast, which is a series we're about to start where we've been hinting at it as we finished the series, but we are going to plan out our own version of a Marauders TV show. So Um, we're going to go episode by episode, season by season. And basically we're going to like, let you see our outline is how we're going to do the podcast. We're
1: going to let you into our writing process.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And uh, we want to hear your input. So please like message us on all social medias or, um, or, uh, Uh, write a comment on iTunes, Um, we would love to hear it. It's going to be a little radio drama-y in that you won't know what's going to happen next, so we aren't going to really spoil things that'll happen in the future, so we would love to hear your guesses along the way.
1: Um, Not a lawyer here, but this is Molly, and if anyone's listening, this is all trademarked by Alex and I. And mm-hmm. if you'd like to hire us to make this show, we would be more than happy to.
0: Yes, that's
1: true. Don't steal this shit, y'all. <laughs> Cause this is
0: gold. gold.
1: <laughs> I'm actually very excited about it. Alex and I have done this a little bit in college when we'd get into like feverish, like we have to like write a like a we kind of wrote a fan fiction before you got into fan fiction
0: we did we did
1: um about literally cursed child we wrote about Bellatrix and Voldemort having a child
0: yeah sometimes this like divine intervention comes through Molly and I and just says you guys have to put your genius onto paper
1: yeah we ended up by writing a play that was a little less lackluster. <laughs> when it started out, again, feverish. Like we were like so excited and we we're like.
0: You have to do it. <laughs> <the> <laughs> but I, I, I'm being a little sarcastic, but also I think we as a pair have a lot of good things together to work with in terms of like ideas and things like that. I can go a little crazy.
1: <laughs> I can go a little bland.
0: No, but it, you like, you have like a very good, like, realistic, I guess, this is how the structure should go. And to make sense as like a good TV show, we can't rush into something. <clears throat> like we're,
1: we're really good at like building off of each other as you all have seen when we like propose a fan theory and then build it out like this is basically yeah. what we're going to be doing on this and we are tooting our own horns because we love collaborating abby this podcast
0: <laughs> yeah if you didn't like us then why are you listening although please keep listening we want you to listen we're desperate for your approval
1: desperate <laughs> And especially for this weird format and I kind of feel like every podcast you can ever think of has been done but like this seems kind of
0: unique and cool yeah so uh share it with your friends and um be nice to us thank you
1: and with that we will be mapping the marauders and that's not the name of the TV show. That is pending, but this is the name of the series yes. of the podcast. <laughs> yes. This is a spin-off of Potter Watch. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so we're gonna kind of introduce like some of the characters that we think we'll be kind of talking about through the seasons of the show. Um, And it'll be kind of mirroring Harry Potter's story as in, like, we'll do, like, a season for every year, plus, like, a bonus
0: post-school year. Which is going to be the happiest and most joyful year of them all, I think, based on what we know in the history. Exactly. Everyone gets a happy ending.
1: (laughs) Yes! (laughs) <laughs> um, and we don't really know how many episodes each season we'll have yet probably like five or six but we might do more might do less we're doing
0: british style where we can do whatever the fuck we want <laughs> wow a great way to say that yes mm-hmm. um
1: but yeah do you want to talk about some of our our characters
0: so we have a little goog doc and in it so these are the characters we're focusing on now this is to not to say that other characters won't show up later but here are our is our main cast obviously you've got James, Sirius, Lupin, Peter, Lily, and Snape
1: those are main cast you know they have like top billing on the you know the credits that come through
0: Yes, we all and are it's
1: visualizing a, the credits at the beginning.
0: <laughs> yes. And so this is a very ensemble-based show. Um, I think
1: on the swing, you
0: know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So all of those, like, main characters really do get, like, a POV at some point. And then our side characters are Marlene McKinnon, Mary McDonald, Dorcas Meadows, Frank Longbottom, Alice Longbottom, Regulus Black, Narcissa Black, Lucius Malfoy, and Petunia
1: Evans. Evans. (laughs) Also, whatever Alice's maiden name
0: is. Oh yeah, Alice Fortescue. Um, Oh wait, really? Yeah.
1: Oh that's cute. And we and some adult characters like there'll be McGonagall, obviously she'll kind of be our main adult character, and then Dumbledore will be there, but not probably very prominent. Slughorn's a professor, and we'll have other adults in the world. And we'll have, yeah,
0: we'll have other professors, and there'll obviously be other students. But those are our like the cast that you will recognize slash characters that um, are going to keep showing up. They're season regulars.
1: Yeah. And this is like 70s, 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a period piece. Think a a lot of like long hair for the gentleman (laughs) in like a hot way.
0: Yeah. (laughs) In a hot way.
1: (laughs) I'm just literally picturing like from like the early 2000s TV shows, like where they do like the almost, like, gifts of, like, characters, like, kind of looking away or something, and that's, like, part of their credits, and I'm just, like, picturing Sirius's hair, like,
0: Same. Yeah, you said lots of long hair, and I'm, like, the only person I can really see with, like, long, long hair, <laughs> like, with long hair is Sirius. Well,
1: Snape has long hair. Oh, yeah, Snape. I feel, I feel like even James has a little bit of a shag going on. He has a like, phase,
0: for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, Maybe Peter tries a ponytail out, Oof. like a little rat tail, if you know what I mean.
0: Gross, but yeah, I do. <laughs> um, the hardest thing about this for us has been, um, we have, we had to, um, make Peter a person. So, um, give us kudos for that.
1: <laughs> we had to de-Percy Peter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, So that's our characters. Now, what we want you guys to turn back the clock from what you guys know about the Marauders. And we open up our show in little, we said Lily's, right? Did we start with Lily? Yes, right?
1: I don't think we said, but we can start with Lily for sure. I thought
0: we said we start and, and, uh oh
1: well i we might have talked about it but i don't think i took notes on it but yeah let's start with lily because lily um we're we're using contextual evidence because we're not fucking cursed child and we've read the books um so we will be using evidence from the books and this is a canon
0: based show
1: yeah uh with some liberties
0: (laughs) with some totally canon liberties in ships we We're don't know what,
1: what ships will be we don't
0: know what happened in between those years we only know what the books said and what happened in between is up to molly and alex
1: look there's only one baby that we know about so okay. Two if you count neville <laughs> um
0: everybody gets pregnant <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well. So I was starting to say that, so, like, we know kind of Lily's entry. So, yeah, I think you're right. We should start with Lily, though, because we kind of already know her origin story. So we're starting out with, like, a comfort there.
0: Yeah. So I think we're starting in the little, in the field underneath a tree that looks a little familiar, but it has a little less magic. We see a boy with greasy hair. An oversized clothes and a mousy haired girl peeking from behind the tree with a very put out look on her face. This girl is obviously Petunia. Tuny, sweet tunes, sweet tunes not so sweet right now. Petunia because is not okay. <laughs> the, tunes, the kids are not all right. Petunia is not okay because she of course is jealous about not only her sister going on, her younger sister even, going on this amazing new journey that she doesn't get to be a part of, but she has this annoying new friend who doesn't like her and keeps icing her out of the games.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of thinking this is maybe not the scene with the branch, but like post that, but pre-letter. So like yeah, Snape and Lily have already had this conversation with Petunia. And like Lily's basically already accepted that she has like this magic ability, but she hasn't gotten her letter yet. Because I think... We'll do it with Snapes separate and mm-hmm. they each get their experience of like getting their letter.
0: Their letter, right. Um so uh are are we seeing an owl? Is an owl flying flying by?
1: Yeah, very like David Yates style. We see like the owl and then it like cuts to like that scene.
0: <laughs> right. And basically, I mean these are just gonna be like short glimpses of each of our main cast getting their letters. So uh, I think this is like an establishing shot for the relationship between Lily and her sister and the Snape dynamic. So I actually think we don't see a lot of Lily because we're going into it knowing that we have a lot of base information from the original series. So while this is our start for comfort, I think it's going to be short. Like we do the owl and then um, you basically see like um, Lily's uh, and Petunia's (laughs) parents, like hugging Lily, looking at the letter, being very excited and you have Petunia off to the side um yeah. isolated and pretty alone yeah. which takes us are we zooming how are we how do we are we changing are we going to um
1: is going to I feel like going to stay might be too obvious like we maybe bounce to someone else
0: oh yeah i think i'm i i don't know why i feel as if we should go to lupin
1: I was thinking Lupin.
0: I think that makes sense only. I just feel like that. Yeah. I don't know. Something about his vibe means feels like we should go to Lupin next.
1: Also, I'm feeling artsy right now. And I'm seeing like our owl, like taking us like scenery to like the next stop and like kind of going through and like dropping off a letter. Like I'm picturing Lupin also like kind of in the countryside.
0: Yeah, me too, which is why I feel like I I felt like that should come next cuz like we started in this like na- like nature outside and then we go to there and then I think we should end with Sirius because it's kind of like dark and lifeless the there. City, yeah.
1: And I'm thinking like we see Petunia like looking out the window, which is like what brings us back into like the outside
0: of like. the owl going off to its next stop. Very nice, very nice.
1: Um, Okay, so Lupin, our sweet, sad boy, I'm imagining him, like, playing by himself, like, in his room or outside somewhere, and, like, his parents get the letter first before, and you just see him, like, out the window or something, and they're, like, having a conversation, like, they're worried about him
0: That's, that's a really good, that's really good.
1: And you just see him like playing by himself.
0: Now, our, I think we have to establish some things here. So in this conversation, we have to, you know, we have to do that first episode of any TV show thing where I think we have to explain the drama of Lupin's parents and of, um, his dad's relationship to him being a werewolf. Yeah. So in our sort of mind, and this is something that we've borrowed from fan fiction, it's a little bit of a, um, I wouldn't say it's quite fanon, but it's just like something you see pop up in fan fiction over and over again, um, where um, perhaps um, the reason why um, Grayback targeted Lupin is because his father is really active in, um, politically active in werewolf registration. So his dad is really for, like, registering. Like he
1: works for, like, the magical
0: control of magical sure. yeah. yeah um yes and he's like trying he was trying to put into effect this law where um all werewolves and probably vampires too have to like be registered with the ministry and monitored and um that obviously really um uh put a target on his back and gray back kidnapped lupin uh i guess remus is better yeah. but like remus in retaliation for that and so now um his father has to come to terms with the fact that he has a werewolf kid and he, we were talking about how we don't think he's really for Uh, Remus going to um, Hogwarts because he actually believes that werewolves in general should kind of be separate from society and, um, and as we were talking about, highly monitored. And it was really like Remus and his mom and Dumbledore that have been really like fighting for him to be able to go to school because he is still a wizard and he deserves you know obviously an education and as we know he's a very sweet boy
1: I love that okay so I love that it's like revealed when the letter comes that like the mom was the one that went behind the dad's back and has been corresponding with Dumbledore yeah and that this is the first time that dad is like,
0: oh, up. drama.
1: Well, I don't know if that's what you're alluding to, but that's what I'm going to take. From well, that. I was,
0: I was kind of, I was, I was up in the air. I had decided, but again, I think that's a, that's a great, that's a great idea. And that, and I think that's great because then Remus doesn't know, like when we watch the owl fly overhead, we see Remus like playing in the backyard or like probably like reading a book under it's probably more likely and then we just watch him watch the owl because he has no idea either so he can honestly come in and sort of listen to this argument and then um and him being like um i'm going to hogwarts as like this like scared and kind of hopeful thing that he didn't think was going to be possible for him
1: do you think that he should be that adamant or do you think he's like not sure which he oh sorry remus that remus is not like necessarily adamant about like i'm going to hogwarts more like He's he's not even sure if he. Well, that's what
0: I mean. Like he like trepid because I don't think he knows that his mom's been fighting for it either. So I think he overhears the conversation and a little bit shyly and a little bit trepidatiously is like, "I'm going to Hogwarts," because I think he worries too.
1: Because he's internalized his
0: dad's view for sure, and also like he was kidnapped as a child and like violated by this adult werewolf and that's the only concept of werewolves that he has so there's a lot of self-hate there I'm assuming too um
1: I and I don't know if we'll agree on this but I want like the I want the dad to be able to have like a redemption to come of course and like I think Maybe he should, like, ask the question. Like, he, I agree. Like, we think he doesn't hear his parents, but he, like, obviously is listening. He's very observant. I think that'll come back later. Um, And then is, like, do you think that I would be able to go? And then I feel like it's his dad who will respond, like, yes, like, we'll make it happen. Like, both, like, wanting to make it happen, but also kind of, like, too proud to, like, not let it happen like at the same time
0: yeah because I think in in the dad's defense too I can't imagine the kind of guilt that he feels right that no matter how you feel about werewolves anyway like this was an awful traumatic thing that happened to his son right and it's directly related to what he does for work. So I think at the end of the day, he also just has a lot of guilt and wants Remus to have the best life (laughs) possible, despite this thing that's happened to him. So I think that's, I think that's good. I do think it is a a slow burn. I think his, I think he tries to not really think about the fact that Remus is a werewolf. So I think if Remus asked, do you think I would be able to go? His dad's response would be, um you are a responsible person you know like it's not about you I I have the most faith in you but you're separate from whatever you know well yeah
1: like I feel like his he's kind of like of course you can go but like it's the other people like I'm just worried about protecting you right exactly like that's always his dad's lens is like I'm protecting you I'm protecting you um and, like, I think that he went into the werewolf thing thinking he's protecting wizards. But, like, is clearly, like, ostracizing an entire, like, group of people.
0: Like, right. And putting them into the box of a truly horrific group of werewolves. But, like, not all not all werewolves are, like, grayback. And I think that is what the dad missed in his policies right um great so then we how are we closing out this scene mall you're good at the transition
1: I feel like it's kind of corny transition but I'm here for the corniness um
0: well, and they're one, little. I think it's fine. There is a sort of magic to the owl. Yeah,
1: magic. Um, I also like that we're kind of starting out with like saddish stories because that's how the series is gonna end <laughs> is saddish. That's true. So we're kind of setting the tone. I think for the most part, the series will be like fairly fun. But, like, we're kind of... I feel like we're kind of starting out somberly, so... I
0: think it is a drama, though, because even, like, the touchstones of the series that we know from the original books are... A lot of them are sad. Yeah. Like the I mean,
1: Marauders drama. We're looking at, like, One Tree Hill, Dawson's Creek, Marauders. Yes. Yeah, know? it's...
0: <laughs> it is. It's a teen... It's a teen drama. And also... I think it's a really nice story at its heart about found family and then about how war sort of broke that family. Yeah. So we have they have to start out somewhere where they need a new family and then we have to show the deterioration of that family unfortunately. Yeah. Um
1: I know you said maybe ending with Sirius, but I'm actually wondering if we should end with end Snape. With
0: Snape full circle. Full circle exactly. No, that
1: makes sense. <laughs> um, but and I think we should do James and Sirius back to back. So I'm thinking next we go to Peter.
0: Okay, that makes sense. We should put Peter in the middle anyway. Nobody wants yeah. to see him. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> we just need to slip him in. Yeah. Okay. So we thought a lot about Peter. Okay, well, you were asking how we get out of Lupin's house. So yeah. Um, I think maybe it just like his dad is like, no, you're going. And then, oh, I guess if we're continuing with our owl, we could either cut to black and the owl's picking back up at wherever Peter's is, or we can because I think we can't do the owl flying the whole time or no, 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 no. Yeah. I say we do a cut and then we we bring back up with like a very wizardy looking house and the owl dropping off.
0: Yeah, I'm almost thinking is there like a clicking or something that like anxiously like Lupin can be doing like something fidgety like but I don't know if he's like sitting at a table. I kind of picture him standing so I don't know if there's any clicking something he can be doing.
1: Um I I don't know about him clicking but like I think that time is so important for Lupin's story like calendar days ticking by like time ticking kind of like maybe oh yeah maybe they uh, have a little
0: clock in the in their kitchen because I picture them having a very homey kitchen yeah um uh and so maybe the clock ticks and then it goes to like um a peck on the window of this very wizarding um Mm,
1: love that love the noise connection
0: yeah I now I'm like in Alfonso (laughs) land um that's his name right the director of the yeah yeah
1: I forget what his last name is but yeah um
0: and yeah, it goes to like the pecking on the window because I picture a very chaotic but like love, like almost like if the Weasley's burrow and Luna exactly. Love Goods house had like a baby just like this very chaotic space
1: yeah and in like a muggle sense like I'm thinking great expectations like the I don't know if you remember reading that book but there's like an old woman that's like a shut-in and she like lives in her wedding dress and it's like
0: oh yes I've not I've never read that book but I know that reference yeah like
1: the kid goes and like helps her out but she's like cuckoo and she like lives in this like old Victorian like town home or whatever like in the middle of London so I'm picturing like something a mash between all of those things I was also thinking borough but more like uh Victorian I guess okay like that makes sense more wealthy
0: okay interesting that is not what I was picturing but okay. I kind of love that I um, feel like
1: Peter comes from money because like I think he's inherently spoiled even though which we're gonna get to he's not from like a whole fit, fa- like a whole like his yeah. it's not whole.
0: Yes. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. But I'm-, um, I'm I think, think
1: that's not the, the
0: woman, though, the, his- Did we uh, say aunt? Aunt, yeah. Yeah, his aunt is full of color. Because oh, I don't no. want it to be- Like, the house is, like, Victorian, but it is very loud. Because it's I want it-
1: eccentric. Very,
0: very eccentric. Very eccentric. And- <laughs> And so I think- we we've gone to two very like soothing places and then we're like in the middle of chaos with this like owl pecking and this loud victorian home
1: and i think so we're going to reveal later on what happened with peter's parents but as of right now all we know is that this is his aunt
0: yeah so who's who's going to the window? Do we think it's Peter?
1: I think Peter, yeah, yeah, Peter's grabbing the letter because who knows what his aunt's doing. She's like throwing things in cauldrons like,
0: yeah, she's doing something wild. And and he's
1: and, like right. I want to see him like running around the house trying to find her and we get to see the whole house.
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, I was picturing the exact yes. same thing. <laughs> There's like a spiral ca- staircase. He's what he's running down and around to try and find her. And uh well, first of all, he's he definitely like fidgets at the window and gets pecked by the owl. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and is
1: running around the house looking for the aunt. He's like yelling her name. That's how we know it's his aunt. Like auntie yeah. whatever.
0: Auntie Miriam or whatever her name is. That's we so should have question-
1: really huh,
0: what would you say? That's yeah, I know. We should have we should have definitely named like Lupin's parents. <laughs>
1: well, let's let's go back. Let's we could name them. We can go back. Okay,
0: let me make sure the wiki I don't know. I I don't know how much we want to use the wiki. It's a very helpful resource, but I know it's a lot of like what she who must not be named
1: um I said for well definitely for Peter because we totally made this up we have no we didn't look anything up no Peter.
0: for Peter we can like make up our own thing and like we I know and just to like forewarn you we know that Marlene and Dorcas And Mary have sort of like fandom personalities, but because Molly's not really in that fandom, and because we just wanted to be a little bit creative, they're gonna have like original personalities for our show. Because I guess the only canon things we are taking are things that from the original series, and we may borrow from fandom, but we still wanted it to kind of be our own show, I guess. So, the name Lyle, which is what I remembered from a lot of fan fictions as his father, is what's on the wiki okay. L- Lyle Lupin and Hope Lupin for the mom, which I think is really sweet.
1: Um, that's fine. <laughs> it's a little on the nose, but that's fine.
0: <laughs> Lyle
1: no hope hope. I don't think I love the name Hope, but I'm we fine can, to go with the, We can like,
0: change the name. her name no. no hope wasn't mentioned in the books so
1: oh it's really fine it's not that big of a deal <laughs> um okay but let's come up with Peter's aunt's name um I'm thinking for the aunt like a name like Regina or Virginia like something like that but I want oh, to Virginia's
0: of- okay um like Virginia. I like Virginia I'm going to, I'm trying to like think of a magical equivalent. Yeah.
1: I feel like she has like a, a nickname though.
0: Like Dottie or something. Oh yes, Dottie. Oh, I Dottie. love that. I love Dottie. So maybe her name's like Dorothea or something. And she goes by Dottie, like Aunt okay, Dottie.
1: Perfect. Okay, great. So Peter's looking for Aunt Dottie. Um, and finds her like doing something weird.
0: <laughs> I don't know what she's doing, but it's 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 weird even for magic. <laughs> yeah. And um Peter is kind of living in a
1: Neville-esque world where like maybe everyone didn't think he was gonna get the letter.
0: <laughs> But Dottie never doubted him. Dottie
1: has always believed in Peter, has doted doted on him.
0: Yeah, I think Peter comes in really excited. I think we like Peter a lot here. Like, if I saw this, like, cute little lump, like mess with the owl and then run in and then be like I got it I actually got it and then Aunt Dottie like looking up from whatever weird magic thing she's doing and is like I told you didn't I tell you and then like they do like a hug or like spin around in this crazy room and she's like immediately like summoning a quick quotes and is like we need to make a list what do you need like things like that.
1: Um. Yeah, and I'm also, and I think you're on the same page. Like envisioning, like Peter seems younger than everyone else. Like he has like a yeah a less mature version. Also, I think James also probably has a little bit more of like a childness because they both come from like the happiest of upon- home, happier. Oh, terms. right. They.
0: Yeah.
1: There's like they a f- naiveness to them that the others coming with a li- like-
0: Yeah, little they little have they faded. they feel like 11 year olds. Whereas I feel like the others might feel a little bit more into teen age just because they've seen more of the world and had to deal with more. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, I feel um,
1: like it's kind of half and half. So it's Lily, James and Peter are coming with more like- of a foundation and re I guess yeah, we should start saying Remus, Sirius, and Severus are all coming from a much more like lived experience. Um yeah. and obviously Lily's a little bit different because she's new to all of this, but um that's a nice split too, like of the mm-hmm. um, different personalities. Great. So um We will maybe just cut to like the twirling of like the um daddy and Peter to like, maybe something like flying around the Potter household, like a broom or something like that. Oh, cute, 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 cute. And that's like harkens back to Harry having a little broom when he was younger. Oh,
0: yes. Maybe, maybe James even has like. Maybe his parents got him a broom for his first yeah. year, even though, like, he not can't be on the team. It, yeah. Like, for his flying class, he's going to have, like, a whatever, like, a Nimbus 1999 or
1: whatever. <laughs> 1979.
0: <laughs> 1979.
1: Um, although I guess 2000 was not actually when the...
0: No, I think it'll be, like, a clean... It'll be, like... Yeah clean clean, sleep three or something yeah
1: um so yeah room is flying around parents are engaged with james's antics (laughs) um and owl letter honestly i so i don't want to do too many like you know, this is obviously like Harry's dad, but maybe the letter even comes through the fireplace.
0: That would be really cute. <laughs> like, I think, especially for the first episode, we're allotted yeah. some fan service. Okay, the 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 producers will pull us back.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not our job. Although yeah. oh, we will be executive producers on this.
0: Correct. Correct. <laughs>
1: okay so excellent um his scene i feel like will be kind of sure but i think we should get a little bit of his parents like
0: yes know, is it, is it like if like, Euph- sorry i don't know why i'm so into the names yafumia i can't pronounce her that name. sounds right yafumia
1: Euph- epephina
0: no i it's definitely a you i just don't think i'm pronouncing it right um
1: i don't know if we want to this would even be included or if we would... This would be something that comes out later. It's like, do you think there's a reason that they didn't have more than one kid?
0: I think she probably can't have more kids. I think that... like, ha- older,
1: right? Aren't they, like, older when they have him? Um... Which is also, like, partly why they're no longer with
0: us when the series starts. Let me... Let me go to their, because it's, when I looked up Potter's, it brought me to Lily and James, obviously. So, um, um, so Fleamont Potter and Euphemia, Euphemia Potter are... Or Fifi. <laughs> Femia. <laughs> yeah, Euphemia is who I think, how I think you would pronounce it. Um, Fleamont and Euphemia honestly uh, no reset this one is the one we're keeping it's fine and I think it makes sense because as Molly um was saying I think it makes a lot of sense for um those are very old wizarding names and I think it makes sense that they're older parents not like they only have one child yeah they only have one kid and we think it was like very hard for them to conceive little James
1: yeah um, and they are still. Alex was starting to say, like, they're part of this like pure blood line, and that they, that, and similar to like royalty, like there are issues conceiving when you're conceiving with like your relatives. I'm not saying that's like the Potters, but like,
0: yeah, yeah and I'm not saying they were that. even like. I don't think they were really. I don't think they're pure blood prejudice in any way, really. I just think they're from a time when it like. They didn't even think about whether or not they were going to marry another pure blood wizard. Right. You know, and I think they met at school and then just sort of stayed together. Like it was the very traditional. Thing. Maybe
1: even arranged. Like their families kind maybe,
0: of yeah, maybe. I mean, they're both not in like Gryff-
1: a forced arrangement, but like this is kind of who we've picked out for you. Like, what do you think?
0: <laughs> and they both come from Gryffindor. So, you know, a long line of Gryffindors. Oh my gosh, we have to go to Sirius after this. You're right. This yeah. makes a lot of sense. Like a long line of Gryffindors. They've got gr- their houses basically like, like they have. In my opinion, like hedges that are cut to look like lions, like this family is like all about Gry- Gryffindor. Yeah.
1: Also, so um, I think they're like the way we're getting like hints of wealthiness, but they're like talking about going shopping to Diagon Alley, all of that stuff. I right. also think that maybe Lupin's family's not very wealthy. Lupins? Yeah. Oh yeah. He probably sunk so much money into his like care. Um,
0: yeah and I think the potters are very old money. Like yeah. they don't feel the need to like flaunt their wealth right. in any way. Like they both and like Euphemia <laughs> comes from wealth too. Like they they don't.
1: Right and I think don't mean- that Peter's aunt had money but no longer has money. So she's like from money, but like yeah. they're broke. And that they're like they have
0: money. like this house that's yeah. paid for, but that's like really the only thing they have. So he has
1: like probably like weird hammy downs. So like I think we do need to play with like money a money, little yeah. bit.
0: No, we do. I mean I think yeah. the I think uh sorry class has always been a huge thing in Harry Potter as like an underlying tone. And I think it's important to talk about because I think James in a lot of ways, sorry, I'm sick. That's why I'm so uh, snuffly. I think James has a level of privilege that honestly, none of the other kids can really really relate to
1: serious does. Yeah, but
0: he his is different because he he like comes from like an abusive home. Like, yeah, but James, he
1: like grew up with like have not one team and then chooses to walk away from that.
0: Right. Yes. But I that's what I mean by, but I think James's level of privilege from like in a wealth standard and from like a happy home standard is something like he's like never had to want for anything where I think or worried about anything, like he's stereotypically handsome, like he's always been the best at things, like every other character has something I think that has given them some kind of hardship in their life. And James has had absolutely None. none of it. For sure. For sure. Uh,
1: but in terms of class, I would say yes.
0: like. Yes. Class. Yes. Serious. Definitely understands, And I think Lily comes from a middle-class family. She's just entering into a world that is prejudice against her. Right. So. Exactly.
1: And like her money doesn't mean the same thing here, but. Right. Um.
0: She hasn't had to want for anything okay. in the muggle world,
1: and of course, Snape comes from like a poor house. Um, so we again have kind of a natural split of like three and three, like with class, as we had like three and three with like a happier home, but um, yeah, so we we're like they're talking about like you know going shopping as a family, like big family outing, and then we get like an abrupt change over to the grim old place, which is like. Quiet, not a happy home.
0: Yeah, we've got a portrait on the wall. Although, do you, well, no, not yet, because mom's alive. Yeah, but do you think? Oh, she hasn't been. I guess she wouldn't have been memorialized. That's after she dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're That's right.
1: Something you're right. to look forward.
0: To. We've got the real life version <laughs> yeah. of the portrait of on the wall. I yeah, I think it is dark and cold in there. But I do want,
1: maybe in this first scene, a creature appearance. He's the one that gets the letter.
0: Yes. But I actually think we go into the house. It's cold. It's dark. Yeah, And we go up the stairs. And then we enter into this, like, rocker boy, like, posters on the wall, like, wizarding bands and things like that. Real. Well, I'm
1: thinking that similar to Peter's, like, showing, going through the house, like, we get Creature getting the letter and then walking up to Sirius's room, like, oh, Master I- Sirius, I have your letter, and, like, then we see his room.
0: Okay, yes, that's fair. I just want him and... I just want Sirius and Regulus playing together in the room is what I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: we walk into that. But I just mean, if we're continuing with the yes. letter thing.
0: Yes, yes, yes. We have a little creature with this letter on a little plate, like a little yes, that's
1: exactly what I'm picturing.
0: <laughs> no parents
1: to be seen until oh, yeah. later or here later.
0: Oh, honestly, though... Do we even, I don't even know if creature would be giving it to Sirius. I feel like progress
1: uh, like to, to Sirius.
0: I but I feel like she's got that house locked down, you know. Well, I think
1: for our story, and I do think like he would give it he to, would give
0: it to yeah Sirius or whatever. He is and like then the we can, and then we can get him going and tattling, like he gives him a letter and then he's like, Mistress, and like tells her about the letter i don't know um, um
1: well, yeah i think we i love your idea of them like being up in their room but then we hear the mom like yelling for them to like come down or do whatever
0: like yes it's something. a very do you want to build a snowman moment like not actually not a do you want to build a snowman it's like pre you ever seen the movie frozen <laughs> it's like pre-incident <laughs> Um. Anna and Elsa in there in that room very cute very like magic and and then I think we get a little bit of Regulus being sad that Sirius is gonna go away
1: I well so I like what you're saying up with the Sirius and Regulus thing but I think that it's too happy like I think we want to show this like draft like dichotomy between like Sirius is like or James like you know playing with the broom and stuff and then like abruptly changing to like I'm almost even thinking like hear me out (laughs) I'm gonna walk you down a story okay maybe
0: like as
1: we're going through each house like it's we're going through like a day and so like it's later in the day at their house they're sitting down for like supper and it's like almost silent at the dinner table they're all sitting there Mm. and maybe James and Regulus are like kind of making eyes at each other like they're like you know up to something between the two of them and that's when the letter comes in and they're like you know okay very good like when like we'll be leaving you know you know Mm -hmm. responding to the letter coming in and then like seeing something between Sirius and Regulus but like the scene is very like formal yeah not happy like I think we need like a strong yes I was gonna
0: yeah make that change when no but I think that makes a lot more sense to get that like really stark difference
1: and then maybe what happens is after dinner they like run upstairs and then they can actually talk about they're like oh let me see the letter like at dinner it's very formal and then we see them go up to Sirius's room and that's when you get to see his room and
0: stuff I think think and then we can keep it kind of down too I think because the my idea, I guess, for the end of Sirius' is actually to have Regulus be upset that he's going. Like, I think we get a little bit of, don't leave me here from Regulus. And then, like, a very, like, (laughs) knowing promise. Like, we know as the audience that Sirius will leave eventually. But, like, uh, you know, like, I'll always be here. You can write me, kind of thing, but something cheekier. I think serious, like when we, even when we see them at the dinner table, he's like doing the wizard equivalent of like tossing a pee, you know, with yeah. a
1: picking each other under the table, like right? You know, like, friendly, brotherly.
0: Yeah, um, and okay. then I think because I think we have to see this sort of vulnerability and this distance that Regulus has with the family too because he idolizes Sirius but it's not until Sirius goes away to Hogwarts that his parents really get to him you know
1: and well i think we need to establish this the the only thing i feel like i really know about Sirius and or Regulus and his relationship to his parents is that Regulus wants to make his parents proud whether he's making up for Sirius right. or for his own like second child feeling um Kind of like Lord of the Rings and um Sean Bean and his brother. <laughs> very sad. Um yeah. And the,
0: the Boromir of Faramir lady. of it all.
1: Yes, exactly. Regulus is kind of
0: Woof. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, Faramir. So tracks, I also love Regulus.
1: Yeah. So we um, have something about like Well, yeah, that's when Sirius says, I hope I'm not in Slytherin. And Regulus is like, What do you mean? Like, you don't want to be in Slytherin? Right. Very earnest. I think Regulus has to be super earnest.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, you're going to be in Slytherin. What do you mean? (laughs) We come from a long line of Slytherins. That was a really niche reference. So. (laughs) i don't think anyone's gonna get that one
1: and like i think that even as an 11 year old sirius has like something innate in him that realizes like he doesn't want to be part of his
0: family oh for sure oh i think he knows he's aware he knows and he can't wait to be at hogwarts away from them
1: and that like he's trying to instill this in Regulus in some way but like doesn't really know how because he's 11 and like this is obviously going to grow stronger in him as we continue but maybe we'll explore later on like what it was for him as a child that made him have this or like something some some trigger thing from his childhood that like solidified How he thinks this way because I feel like that is an anomaly to be so vastly different from your
0: family. Well, yeah, and I think he just doesn't fit in to the to the mold and slash doesn't agree. Like I, I, like I, I don't want to really go too heavy handed with the word abuse but I do think the mom is like overbearing in a way that is unhealthy. And also that Sirius just doesn't fit the mold of the family naturally. Like he just like, he's interested in muggle things. Like I think he, you know, they live in a semi-muggle area, which I think is really interesting. So I'm sure he's like, heard muggle music he probably likes it he he he's met muggle neighbors and his I mom's know. had to reprimand him for that like I think he just doesn't he's naturally a little bit rebellious and I think that doesn't Sit well in that household, so I think they came down on him hard for it, which made him, because of who Sirius is as a person, go harder in that direction. So I think instead of it being one main thing, I think it was a bunch of little things over time that just made him know he was not welcome in this family and that he didn't want to be there in the first place.
1: He probably also
0: has a lot of very like oldest son burdens being in this like infamous family um
1: um yeah I I mean I agree I think that's um like having these like little things building up and I'm wondering if like yeah and this might be too heavy-handed with like an om- not um like a analogy for like racism but like the mom is not necessarily like physically taking it out on serious or regulus but is like mistreating muggles or other like less quote-unquote less than in front of them and serious like being really like this is not okay because I think that like I don't think that she's like physically doing anything too serious
0: no 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 that's what I mean by I don't want to like I don't wanna personally, because I don't feel like I have any basis to talk about this, uh, wanna go down a, a line of like she hits him or something. Yeah. I yeah. think it's I think it's more emotional abuse. And I think it I think it is just him like you're saying, and I seeing different things. And I can honestly see like family gatherings, like Auntie Bella might be doing like I I can't see his mom like doing anything to muggles she feels a little too like classy for that but I could see like her like brushing off like Auntie Bella doing something like that you know like, hurting a muggle or, like, playing, like, a trick or something, and then Sirius being, like, that's not very, like, good or nice, and the mother being, like, embarrassed that he would dare defend muggles because they're nothing, they're, they're not real people.
1: Exactly, like, that's, I think you, you hit on it that his parents are, like, not actively doing anything but they are very passively fine with all of this happening around him like the, the right. same way that the way they're described as like oh well they didn't like sign up with Baltimore but they were very happy that Regulus did like they're not gonna actually do anything because right they don't need to like they're right. very happy with that status quo right um yeah so I think I think in that scene like I don't know how much we would get that across but like it'll come out in different ways.
0: Um, yeah, and I think that's something we can Again, we're going in with a base level of knowledge on Sirius um but I think we'll know from this establishing thing scene that things are not not okay.
1: Like even that dinner conversation can be about something that doesn't settle well but it's talked right. about like a normal thing
0: yeah like between the parents or like, like
1: reading something out loud from the daily prophet like oh yeah we mean. Da, da, da. very good very good like you know just very like
0: honestly positive. maybe that's how we start like we hear that As we hear that in the background, like this reading of the Daily Prophet between the parents. And then we walk into the scene, we see Sirius and them, because we're watching Creature walk in, but we hear the Prophet reading and we walk in and we see the the brothers playing a little bit. And then um, Sirius gets the letter and everything goes quiet. But we're setting up that maybe even it is... Sirius trying to distract Regulus from like internalizing that rhetoric that right. the parents are spewing.
1: Um, because I think we also like Sirius going to school and being in Gryffindor makes him bolder and he becomes more bold with his parents each time he returns home for the summer.
0: Like maybe right, because I think him being sorted into Gryffindor and meeting Because with James, like wizards as children are so completely cut off from everybody else. So I think for the first time in Sirius's life, he sees options that he's never seen before, that his life doesn't have to be exactly like his parents have set out. So I think he saw his life as him just like, dreading the inevitable and going along with the paces by force but the universe did not allow him to go along in step and so now he has other choices and I think that that opens his eyes in a lot of ways
1: um yeah for sure and how do you see so we kind of, we're brilliant. We really plan this out because I actually now love that we're going from Sirius to Snape, Severus, because we get this like both from very unhappy homes in different ways. And then just because we get to see Severus and Sirius as adults, like coming from such different places on the same team and both kind of grappling with this like. I think a very similar thing, but they dealt with it in such different ways. Right. Um, Which I think we'll get back to with Peter and Lupin. I meant to say this earlier that they, in terms of class, like they're both coming from this like class of like they're less than, they've like internalized that, and then how differently their paths go from there, even though they're both kind of coming from the same place of feeling like. I don't belong and I don't think people are going to accept me and how like their, you know, morals. Right. But, um, anyway, kind of similar, like I love a foil and I think that Sirius and Snape are good foils for each other. in a lot of,
0: Oh, 100%. Um,
1: and so anyway, I'm just applauding us for now going to Snape, but how do you, what, um, I feel like I liked your, well, I know I did. I loved your clock ticking to, to owl pecking. Is there another transition like that that we can get from Sirius's house to Snape's house?
0: Well, similarly, I think you're really good at setting the environment. So uh, I will, I feel like I Snape is the environment I struggle with the most because I feel like I have a very clear idea of what it should look like, but I can't conceptualize it. Do you know what I mean? I've got you. I'm ready.
1: I I do feel like I've got a grasp on this. I'm picturing that we pick up Snape where we left him, where they're leaving the field, and he's returning home.
0: Yeah, because the owl would would
1: just pop over next door. And his parents are in the middle of a big fight, and he's coming home to that. Because that's what he says to Lily, like, oh, they're fighting again, or like, yeah, she says, How are things at your house, Seb? And he's like, They're they're the they're fine, they're the same, they've been arguing, or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. And like, I think we need to see that, like, as the audience, um right, and like them not even noticing him getting his letter and him reading it. Um, because
0: his the he's a half-blood, but his his father is a muggle a yeah, full yeah. muggle yes yeah who is very confusing <laughs> I know it is really confusing to me
1: um but so I think his parents are having a full fight I I mean I don't know how dark we want to go but I feel like his dad like definitely hits his mom yeah I don't think we can get around that
0: no because that's like definitive in his yeah backstory I honestly I almost
1: think we don't see it we hear yeah I
0: actually think we we hear the yelling and we see the shadow like I actually think he picks up like we
1: I almost see him like sitting uh like sitting against the side of the house with his letter and like we we hear it like the kind of most like around the corner like happening,
0: and he's a yeah I was gonna say, um he picks up his letter on the floor because mm. I think everybody else has like somebody's been like excited with the letter or yeah. like yeah and so like we just hear the fighting he comes in the door he's. Uh, picks up the letter off the floor and then goes into a corner of the house and just starts reading the letter.
1: Exactly. I'm on the same page. I'm almost picturing not dissimilar to, um sorry, I'm like chewing on a cookie. Um, it's okay. <laughs> not dissimilar to um, the Gaunt household.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, see, that's what I mean by I know exactly what it's feel should feel like in the gaunt household is exactly what I picture but I didn't want to do the exact same thing yeah
1: not the exact same thing but like not dissimilar
0: (laughs) right right and I actually it's very weird because I think I think their house is extremely run down because it has the feel of being trying to being be held together by poorly done magic Yeah. so yeah. like if they were both muggles I feel like this house would be in a state of disrepair right
1: I was gonna bring up like I'm like fine with this but like are we are we gonna skip Diagon Alley because like I guess it doesn't make sense to include it but I personally just love Diagon Alley <laughs>
0: I do too. Um I don't I don't think it serves to go there. I don't either. Like I don't
1: think we need to it to tell the story.
0: Right. And I think the only person who would be interesting to see in Diagon Alley is like Lily. I guess it would be interesting to watch the all of the different like classes by their different things, but again I feel like the only thing we can get are kind of like repeat scenes of the first series you know
1: the only storytelling that I would be interested in is the fact that they could all potentially cross paths with each other and the none of them would know each other except for Lily and Snape like they all are like you know they could be right next to each other and they don't know who the, like we could have a scene where like yeah furious and lupin are literally like reaching for the same book and flourish and blots and then like it's a nothing scene but it's like they're it's, gonna become you know whatever and like you know something like that. whatever <laughs> they're gonna become really good friends
0: <laughs> fishing buddies if you will. um
1: or like, you know, like James and and Lily, or James and um Peter, like whatever, like they there could be,
0: yes, there is unknown. storytelling there. I just don't know how, but I able to do that in a way that's not.
1: I don't know if we have the budget for it. am I right? Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just am thinking about the way we've structured this so far.
1: I think we either and this would be like I'm just speaking in hypotheticals because otherwise this wouldn't mean like redoing our entire thing I think the only way we could include Diagon Alley or anything else for that matter is to be like our storytelling was happening in like a time sequence so like it starts with like one person getting their letter and then time is moving yeah so then like right
0: it goes when we get to
1: James they're already in Diagon Alley that he's already received his letter which is very interesting but if we want to do the whole like we see everyone receive their letter we also can't do Diagon Alley
0: I think it's too it's too much but in a maybe in an
1: alt script just for the listeners we could do a chronology like where they're each in a different phase of getting to Hogwarts, which would yes. be cool. And you could see them crossing paths. On yes.
0: I do like seeing where they all come from though, because I think that's more interesting to set up who they are as people. But
1: I think you could get that with Diagonality. We'd have to time it in a way that like yeah. you see them with their parents if they're in Diagon Alley just do you want to rewrite
0: is. what we just spent an hour writing
1: no sure. I, I don't I'm that's why it's like a hypothetical it's an all no I
0: love I love that we're getting like we an can alternate it, you know in the fan fiction that you're writing about our fan fiction show exactly that is how you would do it Exactly. I love I love
1: the only one that really truly makes sense is like James's parents taking him through and I think Peter's aunt taking him through would be very fun yes or and I mean I'll just say briefly maybe all of them like Lupa's parents are like very quickly trying to get through Diagon Alley with them because they don't want attention Snape is by himself with Lily maybe
0: yeah Um, I think maybe Snape goes with um like his
1: mom is technically there but
0: yeah, he's like more hanging out with Lily and his family, Petunia. Oh, Petunia would be so sad at Diagon Alley.
1: And then like I could see either Sirius being with like his mom or dad who is like very stoic or him just going by himself because I could see him being very independent.
0: Yeah. But I feel like his parents are insisting on coming. Right. It's
1: a social event at the very least. Yeah. They're, they're very are, like Malfoy
0: esque. Yeah. Their oldest son is going to Hogwarts, of course.
1: Yeah. And maybe even uh, see them run into the Blacks.
0: Oh, yes. Well, I think they should definitely, because spoiler alert for later, we do have a like Luce, Lucius is in our. Yeah. Oh, we said that yeah. we said okay. that so and lucius definitely like their families know each other so i think it would make sense for them to run into the malfoys as, as well just like
1: yeah but or just like the blacks because they're family and it's like they're there with narcissus oh, yes, andromeda and bellatrix and they're like oh well you know sissy isn't starting until next year but like
0: you isn't know. bellatrix graduated maybe where she at no i guess it makes more sense for her to be there she if might Narc- be
1: seventh year
0: yeah if narcissa is because they can't be that far apart right if,
1: i know that lucius is fifth year when they start
0: right and if sissy so Nar- narcissa has to already be there too okay
1: so she might be there too what like whatever the dynamic they're is. there
0: i just i was trying to get it in my head is bellatrix i feel like
1: maybe not
0: I think probably she, not. I think Bellatrix and Andromeda have both graduated. So I think Narcissa is like fourth or fifth year as well.
1: Yeah. Maybe Andromeda is like finishing her last year. Yeah. Um, Wait, or wait, wait, is Andromeda the oldest?
0: I think so. Andromeda, oh, and I think mind, is the oldest. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, so, like, that could be all-
0: Imagine Bellatrix with middle child syndrome. She has such a youngest daughter vibe, TBH. She does
1: have youngest daughter energy. And Narcissa has middle child energy. Child
0: energy, for sure. Yeah. But I'll, I guess Narcissa has youngest child energy in that she seems very spoiled. Like, she seems like the pampered princess.
1: For youngest, you mean? Yeah. yeah. I feel like she's- middle in that she's like calmer and is trying to kind of keep the peace but like also Bellatrix middle child
0: like I need attention so. actually I feel like <laughs> Wow, I actually feel like Narcissa has oldest sister energy. Like she's laying down. She's yeah. trying to keep it all together, calm. And then the Miss Rebel, I married a muggle her. in Andromeda yeah. is like middle child syndrome. And Bellatrix has like youngest rebellious daughter yeah. energy. Glad you went on that journey with us. Um, mm-hmm. It was really important to our plot. <laughs> so anyway, that's
1: not what we're doing. But those are some things that could happen. <laughs> Uh, or if we have time you know if we're doing like more than an hour we could do that but (laughs) anyway we're cutting to nine platform nine and three quarters
0: I don't have a clever way to cut to that I think we're just gonna have to do a classic cut
1: yeah we're going to black after we see all of the letters, and we were are ending on Snape, which is like fucking devastating,
0: horrifying.
1: So we need to come in strong with like the steam engine going. Strong.
0: Yeah, I was going to say we're starting. I think with the train, very like we're on the platform. Like I don't even think we're watching anyone go through the. No, no, no. Maybe no, no, we no. see
1: someone come in from it, but
0: right but I think extra
1: (laughs) like a random person an extra
0: yeah (laughs) extra
1: yes (laughs) I don't know do we see the young version of the conductor from like the first Harry Potter no because he wouldn't be three quarters he wouldn't
0: be on this side and also might have been like a child like I don't know (laughs) if he has that job yet start him
1: young you know (laughs) like do does he cameo I don't is
0: he is he a child and we just see a kid that looks eerily exactly like him be like mom I just saw a a man walk through that oh no kidding kidding too far too far
1: we don't need the
0: producers to pull us back from that one I okay, think no.
1: we see the outside of the train maybe some people milling around and then we get into the compartments right away um, we um know what happens in the compartment with James Sirius Lily and Snape so do we start there or do we start
0: or no, I think
1: where Peter and um Lupin and Remus are.
0: Do we feel that we need to see everybody on this train?
1: No. Maybe.
0: Well, that's that's what I'm asking because then cuz I feel like we can do your Diagon Alley uh just missing each other mm-hmm. a little bit in this like chaos of everybody trying to get on the train. Like Lily like accidentally bumps into oh honestly actually I think that's great we gotta
1: have some accidental
0: I think Lily bumps into James and James from that moment on like there's no like he's he's done for gone we could do what you wanted to do in Diagon Alley where people are accidentally like just running into each other like the serendipity of it all like um what is it string tied me to you oh yeah yeah um I think I think on the train getting on the train Lily almost slightly Hermione-esque a little more put together than Hermione but she's a little anxious because she doesn't know anybody and like people are already looking for Severus right and I think she runs into James and
1: but they're in the same compartment together. Right. That's fine. Okay. Why? You're saying they, they bump into each other before they go into the compartment?
0: Yeah. Like, I think, or maybe it's going into the compartment. Yeah. yeah. Like. Right. Like, she maybe she even sees Snape, like, sitting in the corner. And she's like, Severus. And then she, like, hits into James and maybe James says something like sort of like snooty like watch where you're you're going or whatever and and boy like very Ron-esque yeah and then she's like except honestly I feel like a little more like brusque you know (laughs) like
1: like fifth year Ron
0: yeah, like watch where you're going or something like that. And she's like, well, I said it was an accident. Like I I said, I'm I'm
1: so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. And then she
0: just like walks off and then she goes to Severus and she's like, well, that kid is rude.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, So there's a part in the
0: canon where
1: Lily says, Seb, we should go to a different compartment and they leave. James and Sirius. Like, let's get out of here. Mm -hmm. And maybe they end up in Peter and Remus's compartment. I think that one of them. Maybe Peter and Remus aren't together, but like, I don't know. I know we talked about them maybe being together. Maybe.
0: So maybe this. So maybe this happens after the confrontation, and that's why James is so on edge. What
1: what happens?
0: The so maybe. The confrontation between James and Snape happens before this whole Lily-James bump into each other. And that's why James is so, like, edgy. Or do you think no?
1: I, I mean, if we're saying, like, true, very true to the book, like, I don't think there's, like, a bumper confrontation between James and Lily here. Like, I think it's very organic that they're all, like, sitting on the train and then they start just talking. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then they're, like, I don't, like, I was almost thinking this, the, like, bumping into it was, like, maybe non-couples. Like, I kind of think that, like, maybe as Lily's getting onto the train, she, like, accidentally bumps into Remus. Okay. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, and then they, like, they have, like, a sweet, genuine moment, and then, mm-hmm. like, that comes back later, because I feel like she and Remus have, like, a true connection, or she and Peter, yeah. I do think she and Peter have, like, a really lovely friendship, because she mentions him in the letter. Yeah. She writes to Sirius. Yeah, I mean, I
0: love, 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 a lily um remus friendship yeah it's my it's one of my favorite things that comes out of marauder fan fiction but i think you're right i think for the drama for the angst i guess it makes more sense for peter and lily to bump into each other and we've yeah. already kind of established peter as being clumsy Right.
1: And I I mean, we're lucky to have Lily as a character because we can do anything with her because she's so lovely that we can just bring, she is such a dynamic character. I feel like in the story that we're telling.
0: Yeah. I love Lily and I do want to, I don't want her to get lost and I want her to have her own full fledged personality because she really is our only female character. Yeah and
1: um <laughs> which is a problem but yeah which is a
0: problem now
1: I Minerva will be huge
0: Minerva will be huge and I do want to sort of like I know they're secondary cast but I do want her friends Marlene and Dorcas to be um and Mary to be like fully fledged really important characters to the yeah, story
1: agreed
0: um
1: and Toonie even though she's not at school so she won't have as big of a role but
0: Right. Like, cause me is, I just think I, that's one of my biggest flaws about the original Harry Potter series is that I feel like we don't get enough female characters. Right. So in our story, I definitely want to make sure those, those voices are heard.
1: Right. And I know that Lily is in some ways compared to Jenny, but I've always pictured Je- uh, uh, Lily as like, an even softer Jenny like yeah definitely stands up for what she believes in but in like such a soft and gentle way whereas Jenny grew up with brothers and
0: comes she's very brash of- brash exactly. I think I think Lily is the epitome of like strength and femininity which is yeah. great because I don't think we get a lot of that um in- almost in a Luna
1: like way and like uh, I, think almost. She is I don't think she's as,
0: like odd
1: yeah, i don't think she's odd but like the way that luna holds to her like convictions and mm-hmm. i think luna's very feminine
0: oh it yeah she
1: holds to her convictions i think they do it in different ways but i i guess that's kind of how i'm thinking of lily in some ways
0: yeah i think and, and i don't I know, know. i just on. think she's a great very interesting character i'm in love with lily um so anyway, that was just a love letter to Lily. Nobody asked for it. Love but letter.
1: We were all asking for it. I This is the thing I want to explore the most is Lily having an independent friendship with each of our five male leads. Um, yeah. Is why Lily's going to be so important is that she is going to have her own Relationship with obviously separate. She
0: she's she glues all of our people together. Exactly. She is
1: she is really the the foundation of our story, and yeah. we're starting with her. Our beginning scene is with Lily. So, and
0: our ending scene
1: will be her
0: demise. son. It's her son it's on a doorstep. Son.
1: It is her son. It is love.
0: The demise. <laughs> oh that's true though because yeah she is the she literally
1: it's all about lily's love it's all about lily's she love She loves these boys she loves her boys i think wow. maybe the show is called lily's boys lily's working <laughs> title workshop work,
0: work we're workshopping it <laughs> we're workshopping it <laughs>
1: anyway it's
0: literally called the marauders era but the show is called lily's boys i used to watch a show on tbs called my
1: boys and it was like a i'm a tomboy woman playing like poker with her friends and like one of them is her brother and it's like that relationship and she like has a romantic relationship with one of them who ends up being Dan on beep. And it was like a really good story for him, but she didn't end up doing like anything after this. But hashtag My Boys, am I right?
0: Ha- I've never seen that. I was if actually you've seen
1: My I- Boys send me a
0: message. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about the show Eight Simple Rules, because I've been watching huh. season two of the flight attendant, which She's is a, a great show, by the way. We're on the train now. We have, we've turned the time turner back. Um, And that was the sound of the time turner. I I knew. I'm so congested. Oh my God. Okay. So Lily has bumped into our friend, Peter. They have a very wholesome, like, oh no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Very British um, interaction. And then... Where do we go from there? Then
1: she sits down and we have this scene or we at least see part of the scene from the, the flashback.
0: Yes. Yes. That way we don't even should, although James and Sirius's friendship is so iconic. Should we have them meeting for the first time? Well, they meet in that scene because they're all like not
1: really talking to each other, except for Severus and Lily and then Sev and Lily decide to leave that. I feel like I need
0: to reread the scene.
1: We literally, Alex, just reread it. And in fact, you said, this is my favorite chapter. <laughs> this it's is all like- in a dose. Um,
0: yes, I know. I love it or whatever. Yes, I know. I It is my favorite chapter. <laughs> I just feel like I need to reread it because it's not like, well I'm telling I'm
1: gonna tell you verbatim. Here we okay, go.
0: Okay, here's the here's what's really happening to me right now is that I've read so many versions of this scene in fan fiction that I am getting confused with what's the real canon and what has been added.
1: Okay, well I'm gonna tell you the only version that I know. Please do. We enter. Severus and Lily are sitting on the train. Across from them are James and Sirius. They're sitting on opposite sides of their little
0: compartments. Let's
1: say Sirius is looking out the window. James is like looking at the compartment or whatever. They're not, they're minding their own business. Lily and Severus are talking and they're talking about houses and Lily's all nervous. She's like asking Severus questions. She's like, well, what do you mean about houses? Like, what house do you think I will be in? and severus says well hopefully slytherin and
0: And then james James, yeah okay i I remember james
1: is eavesdropping he's like slytherin why the hell would you want to be in slytherin what about gryffindor and then he goes gryffindor brave of heart my whole family's been in gryffindor and then snake and then um is like well my whole family's been in slytherin but i hope i'm not oh we're best friends now oh we don't like severus because he's really into slytherin uh Sev, I think we should leave now. Okay, let's get out of here. And then Severus and we leave. (laughs) And then that's when we leave James and Sirius to have their budding friendship. And then we have Lily and Severus that they could either join up with another character or they could do their own thing. But now that's where we're at. And I just did a perfect retelling in
0: my. That was really, really great. That was really (laughs) great. I think we just watch them walk away yeah. and we, and they walk past a compartment with Lupin and Peter and we, as the camera sneak in there. Like, I think we're okay. done with Snape and Lily. <laughs>
1: yeah, I agree. Cause we want to leave some of that for mystery.
0: Right. And I just don't know how to tell the story about Snape. Like, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I don't want to watch Snape interact with like Lupin and Peter before we are really ready to tell that story, you know?
1: But I do love a Lupin and Peter.
0: Yes. I think Lupin and Peter are very awkwardly, honestly, in a compartment with our girlies. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Like I think they're sitting across from each other and we have a compartment full to bursting with like Marlene and Dorcas and Mary. Maybe Alice is in there. I don't know. It's a very vibey room. And then we have these two little awkward boys like pressed up on the window. (laughs)
1: Let's do, let's just do four. Maybe we'll do Marlene and Alice just to mix it up. Okay. Well, do you think actually? Wait, we will do. Alice questions.
0: probably has her own friends because she's older. I was gonna say I think Alice is
1: older. Yeah. Um. Again, you know, pull me back if I'm going too cliche with the original series, but do we have Lupin being asleep in the compartment? No,
0: I think that's perfect. I you think do. it's. I think it's, it. okay. I think it's
1: perfect. I think it's perfect. And Peter's trying to chat with these two ladies.
0: Amazing! Yes, they're talking a mile a minute, and he's trying to like interject.
1: I'm imagining them talking about like their family history, kind of like in a Seamus and Dean way. Like, well, my mom, my mom's a muggle, my my dad's dad's a witch. Yeah, bit of a shocker. My mom's a witch, and my dad's a muggle. (laughs)
0: Um. Yeah.
1: And they're just like, yeah, you're right. They're just going a mile a minute. Like, we're instant best friends. And then um, Peter's like, um, yeah, so, like, what's your favorite wand? (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) And they're like. uh, There's an awkward. Yeah, there's.
1: They're too cool. They're lavender and poverty. They're way too cool. for. Yeah,
0: of course. Of course. Their hair, by the way, is 70s realness adorable, okay?
1: I'm picturing Velma and Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Isn't that 70s?
0: (laughs) I think that's 60s, but yeah, you're probably right. Oh, no, you're probably, yeah. I think it's 60s, 70s.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, hippies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then I think that Lupin is um quietly observing even though we think he's asleep great so we've we've got a couple of scenes and I think I think what you were starting to say is that we go back to James and Sirius right yes
0: um right um do we want any more here do are are we gonna have Peter and Lupin interact at all or are we leaving it there
1: I of maybe we leave
0: it there. I think it's funny if we leave it, if we leave it there with, I, I think maybe after the little pause, because I love a cheeky Lupin, even though he likes to be above it all. Like we just like do a quick little zoom on after like Peter, like does this like awkward interaction of him just going like a little smile, a little, just a little. Yeah. We see Lupin smiling. A little quirk a little quirk of the lip and like lupin
1: immediately feeling affection towards peter
0: right yeah like it's not like a making fun of you smile it's like uh like a warm like oh this guy kind of smile
1: because i think that's consistent with the lupin that we see in book three is that he at no point does he ever doubt peter and it's more like oh oh peter it's always like an oh Peter. Like I think that's right. what I mean, in like, fact, I think it's in
0: that. canon that I mean it is in canon. Like Lupin is willing to believe that Sirius is the rat before he is Peter. Right. Which is heartbreaking and terrible. And I I don't want to write it. <laughs> Look, we've just moved on from uh Remus's little quirky smile. And we're now back to James and Sirius um, in the compartment. Do we want...
1: Which I know how, like, I want that to feel, but I have no idea about, like, plot for them and, like, how they would actually interact as, like,
0: characters. (laughs) Are we... Are we still talking sorting?
1: I think we end with either like.
0: Because it would be nice to talk sorting and then go right to the hat.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think that's a good idea. They're talking about. Maybe they're getting. They're being vulnerable boys. And they're talking about. vulnerable.
0: boys.
1: (laughs) I like what you're saying, though. Like they're talking about that and that transitions into how we're ending the episode which is but I think
0: that could tra- I think that makes sense like we can come into the middle of serious like talking to James about why he feels his family is garbage you know and why he doesn't want to be in Slytherin like the rest of them and yeah. maybe James is a little too casual and it's a little bit of a nod to Harry being like I don't
1: understand.
0: You can just choose where you want to go. Like maybe James is just like, I don't know. That might be too heavy handed. It might be too much. It might be too much.
1: I don't, well, I don't think it's too much, but I'm, I also am wondering if like, uh, God, I'm getting all my names mixed up. Like Sirius is saying something along the lines of like, yeah, I mean, my, like as I said, my whole family's been in Slytherin, and James being like, "Yeah, my whole family's been in Gryffindor, but like,
0: Gryffindor's the best." So serious saying, "Well,
1: my family has been like bred for this. Like, we, I am bred to be in Slytherin, and like, as a pure blood, blah blah." blah. And then James is like, "I'm a pure blood, but I'm in Gryffindor," and then like explaining yeah. like naively, yeah, he is too serious and serious being like
0: oh (laughs) oh this kid is
1: like oh he's a pureblood but he's in Gryffindor like yeah yeah
0: yeah there is
1: another version of this
0: yes and I yeah I think that's good I think that's good but I think there also has to be a moment of James saying something so like brusque and like (sighs) offhand kind of yeah that like sits with serious in a way that's like immediately like and I don't mean this romantically but like immediately like oh I love this kid like this yeah. kid is gonna be like my best friend
1: yeah I want yeah there needs to be a best friend moment so in the final script you guys will see that
0: yeah. And the final, the final script, that line will be there. Just know that it's there. And you know, the kind of moment that we're talking about, it's the, we'll take the lot moment. Cause I think yeah. we have to end with sorting.
1: Yeah. It's so like, sorting is happening and like the episode is ending with people being sorted.
0: Well, right. I mean, except for the fact that we have to have a big moment of serious being sorted right <laughs> that's huge
1: yeah
0: um and Lily's is big too because right like
1: we see our characters being sorted and then it's like continuing sorting and we're like leaving and exiting like it's, yeah like they we sort all of our main characters and then they're continuing to sort and it's like fading out per- right that, that's how i was thinking it but no then.
0: you're right um or whatever you were
1: thinking like that no i think think that's right i'm I'm just trying to
0: think should we we started with lily and snape so i feel like we should end with lily and snape so like i feel like lily might be the last one to be sorted and when she goes up we hear a little bit of like uncomfortable whispers because of blood status well maybe we're maybe we're pov at snape's table
1: um alphabetically snape would be last and we could end on Lily looking disappointed that Snape is in Slytherin,
0: yeah, but we knew Snape was gonna be in Slytherin uh, we do we does it really yeah, I guess it goes Abbott Hannah, yeah. like I guess we do go alphabet last
1: name, yeah, bones, um, Susan,
0: that's annoying. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, I think it still makes sense because it's Potter or no, oh no, Evans. Yeah. But no, I think I think it's fine to end on Snape. Yeah. And then and then again, like there's more people being sorted, but like we're really yeah. ending on Snape looking at Lily and being a sad little boy.
0: Yeah, he's a sad, a sad being, a sad boy being.
1: Yeah. And her looking back at him because again, Lily is our glue. And she is the center of our story.
0: <laughs> our story about the Marauders is about Lily Evans question Not us about mad it. About
1: it.
0: <laughs> Not mad at all. <laughs> no, yeah. I think I think that makes sense. I think we, we obviously have a little party, like a James, like really excited, but kind of like a Slytherin like silence at the table when um and I think we get a little cheeky look at Slughorn too, because he's excited. Like I would have liked to get the lot in Slytherin. You know, he's got like he's watching Sirius be sorted. That's I think the only little look we get yeah. of him. And then maybe like a a, a if 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 we fancy a, a McGonagall quirk, a little smile from Minnie McGrew at her Gryffindor
1: table. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think. We go from like sad boy Snape to Lily being greeted happily. Like maybe she gives like a sad like to Snape when he goes to his table and he's still looking really sad. But then we go over to Lily's table and she's immediately consumed by hashtag the girlies.
1: Yeah. And
0: they're like, oh my God, Lily, like da-da-da-da-da. Like who are you? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then I think we see, cause that like really shows like how Snape doesn't really fit. He can see immediately that he's not going to fit into her world. Um. So, so he's written in his head. Of course, we know that he could have easily um, and he made some bad choices that meant that he couldn't anymore um but then I think that's like that's the pan out of the great hall that we get and that's the end of episode one um we're very excited about this story
1: yeah and we're <laughs> trying not to move too fast knowing that we have literally like eight years to cover
0: <laughs> have so many years to cover oh my god
1: we're taking it slow it's a slow burn I'm all right with the
0: slope. I was gonna say that Casey Musgraves,
1: yeah. Uh oh, Potter watch radio hour. Am I right? <laughs> we've we've all prepared for this moment, I feel like. We've yeah. been preparing for this marauders. We have,
0: yeah. Yeah, we have. We have a full playlist. Like I feel like if we go back to our radio hours, we have a full playlist ready for the Marauders. Um <laughs> the Marauders TV show like I don't know is Grindelwald gonna
1: show up maybe
0: <laughs> I I mean
1: like a private scene with him in Dumbledore I don't know maybe <laughs> uh. I don't know like who's saying that what okay fine I'll I'll write it <laughs>
0: <laughs> you really uh you really wore her down
1: yeah, God damn it! I didn't want to do this, but fine. <laughs> I want everyone to note, if you listen to our Grease cast scene, there was no such mention of Grindelwald and Dumbledore by Maul.
0: Wow. Honestly, I just realized that, and that's shocking. I'm it shocked.
1: Is, it is shocking. I'm shocked. We're coming back next week with episode two of this story. Uh, we're still in first year, and... Tell us your thoughts.
0: Please. What do you want us
1: to talk about? We have so much to say.
0: <laughs> so much to say, but we would love your input.
1: All right. Well, in the meantime, stay magical.
0: Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.